You're very welcome to the Desk of Social Show. We're back with part two, once again, with the wonderful May King Tang. We're back talking about FOMO. We're also yeah. going to be talking about, uh, you know, how you can actually create FOMO for your business, for your products, not just for events, because FOMO can happen everywhere and you need to start creating it in your everyday business capacity. Mm, yeah. Stay tuned. This is going to be another insight and tip build show. If you're looking for the latest social media updates and news, or you want some handy tips and tools to help your business with digital, well, stay tuned for the Let's Get Social show with myself, Philip Twyford, digital specialist. And me, Emer Duffy, social media consultant and trainer. So let's jump into today's show. Yeah, and I was going to say, if you haven't caught Making Tang already um, on an earlier shows in the podcast, you have to go and check her out actually on part one of this two-parter. Um, I guarantee you, you will not want to miss it. There's a fear of missing out on that one. So um, yeah, do go check her out on the podcast and on YouTube. And also go check out her website, but we'll talk about that later. So Making, you're back. And Philip, you're here. Hi. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Making there. As ever. Amy's ah. there. <laughs> and uh, I was going to say to the two of you, according to daysoftheyear.com, it's International Nurses Day. Wow. Nurse, nurses are fantastic. They are so... I used to be a nurse when I was little. I had the nurse's gear, the whole lot. Do you remember you? at four yeah. years of age? Yeah. yeah. And the... Do you remember those um, kind of um, uniforms making and the and the the the, the 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 hat wasn't a hat it was like a it was like a thing that kept coming onto your face you know that yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I th- yeah I enjoyed playing doctors and nurses sorry making part one I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a doctor where is Davidson your where is me two. today <laughs> <laughs> doctors and nurses in part two. The show has already started off on a bad note. I'm trying to think of that. Dr. Philip Twyford. Hmm. Dr. Philip. Yeah, I could could ride up to the hospital on my Harley Davidson. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great, wouldn't it? (laughs) Oh, no. No, don't do that. You'd frighten them all away. God, no, you know. Um, So, Philip, how are we continuing this one, as I say? Yes, well, welcome back, May King Tang, FOMO expert, uh, tea expert. We didn't cover this off in part one. You're tea expert. Yes. Um, I think it's fair to say probably owner of the Bryce's Smile on social media. Um, yes, she is. Yeah. And, and speaking of tea uh, making, I love green tea. Uh, my wife loves chai tea. Um, do you have a, a favorite tea making and Zimmer? Do you like tea? I don't drink tea. Oh, right. okay. Mm, uh, making. Uh, oh, get out. Get out. <laughs> Welcome to Leska Toshi with me, Colin Twyford and May King. Tang. I was laughing at this thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I don't have a fra- favourite. There are over 3,000 different types of, you know, wow. single wow. origin teas. And that's even before we've added any flowers or herbs to it. So wow. um, I literally open up my cupboard and see what jumps out at me. That's right. what you know, that's what um, happens in my world. So today mm. I'm actually drinking um, a uh, a tea that it, it's um, a Japanese black tea, but it was infused in uh, Japanese uh, whiskey barrels. 
Oh, wow. And it was kept in there as um, the uh, the tea process, um, you know, the tea infusing process. So nice. it's like having a drink, but um, there's no alcohol in it. it. It's and it's just beautiful. The oh, the, wow. um, the flavors that it 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 imparts, kind of peaty and whiskey. It's beautiful. And would you have that? Um, would you have that say it's, uh, Would you have it hot or would you have it cold? Yeah, no, I, I'd have it hot. No, definitely. Hot, yeah. yeah, you oh, could right. have both. Definitely, you can definitely. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> just a, just a final quick question in relation to tea. Um, do you, uh, you people tend to because obviously that's what the supermarket sells. It's just like tea bags. Mm. But it, do you is it better to if you can maybe get the leaves and have the little kind of strainer thing and steep the, the better flavor, or does it really make any difference? Um, yeah, there, I mean, there are uh, better quality teas that are coming out in tea bags now, but uh, just like coffee, it's just a case of re-education, really. I mean, mm-hmm. y- you know, yeah. when we were growing up, um, you know, instant tea, you were considered sophisticated if you had, a, you know, a jar of Nescafe or something yeah. like that. Uh, but yeah. now people are buying coffee beans, they're grinding it at home and, yeah. you know, they don't mind taking a bit more time, um, you know, with, with their coffee. So it's exactly the same with tea, really. Mm. If you want better, you know, a better quality cup, then loose leaf is probably the way to go. But having said that, there are um, better quality uh, tea bags that are out on the market oh as well. So, you know, some of us want convenience and some of us want tea bags. Um, but if you want flavor, if you want different yeah. varieties, then, um, you know, it, it you know, try and support your local uh, yeah. tea tea house if you can uh, and mm-hmm. get a, a better cup there. Yeah, definitely. Wow. So Maybe I'll go off go. and try that old Japanese whiskey tea. I'll try that. Maybe. You know, yeah. <laughs> you have you me think thinking, I, you have me thinking now, yeah. you know, so um. anyway, moving on, we'll all have to have a cup of tea after this. Um. Yeah. So I was going to say if, again, if you missed uh, part one, um, do go check it out and uh, do go check us out on Dublin South FM, Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify and uh, YouTube. Anything else? Philip? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I think just the final Perfect. thing would be just to say if you have any uh, ideas for future shows or you want to make any comments, inquiries at dublinsouthfm.ie. Pop the emails over. We'd be delighted to have a look. So, uh, so May King, we, we trust on FOMO for events in particular in part one. Um, when it comes to FOMO for businesses in general, whether it is to promote themselves from a brand point of view or the products and services how do you approach FOMO where it's not an event but it's for a business who wants to create maybe something around what they're doing how do you is it a similar process or do you have a different way of going about it or that is a great question that I asked you to ask me Philip (laughs) it was see I do listen so thank you (laughs) <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, oh. um, no, seriously though, with all all businesses, uh, whether you are a product or a service based business, you can create an event out of anything. Mm-hmm. Now, traditionally, what people have been doing in uh, social media or email or you know other forms of marketing, uh, mm-hmm. they may talk about their um, you know their product or their service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a promotional thing, you know, buy my stuff, here's my discounts. And uh, we need to do a bit more than that. You know, we need to, um, you know, we need to 
tell people of the benefits. We need to tell mm. people why this is, um, you know, uh, why you must, um, you know, invest in this. Otherwise, you're missing out. Uh, mm. So we need to work a little bit harder with that. But you can create an event out of anything. So if mm. you do have, um, you know, a product launch or, you know, you want to, um, you know, you've got a promotion going on with your uh, product, um, then let people know. But tell people in lots of creative ways but create an event out of it so in um the first um you know the first segment of this uh, show we talked about pre-fomo live fomo post fomo Mm -hmm. and i'm encouraging you uh, business owners and uh, people who've got a cause to promote a charity to promote to do the same you know create an event out of anything and talk Mm -hmm. about it before live on the day and afterwards so yeah. the principles are exactly the same. We need mm. to educate people. We need to uh, give people the, you know, the benefits. If people have bought your product before or your service before, letting the world know how happy your clients are. And this is what you, you know, this is what mm. you can um, experience if you invest with me and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so it's not, you know, so FOMO is not exclusive to events. It's, uh, it is for any business, any nonprofit, any charity that is wanting to raise awareness about, um, you know, a cause or an event or, a, mm. um, you know, a product or a, a service. Hopefully yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Like I know, like it would be fair to say just a couple examples, potentially, like for example, you could create as a, as a charity, like, doing digital and social for charities is something that I'm very close to because I think social can be such a powerful medium to raise mm-hmm. awareness about what is happening. And I think you make a great point from the FOMO point of that is you can interlink that with, say, if you take a charity whereby showing how those donations are working through the actual on the ground because people donated last year, we built the mm-hmm. school, we put in a couple of wells, we were able to help crops plant. You can help us this time this year. Mm. And it's a fantastic way to get people involved because they see essentially the reality, the reality and mm. that's kind of maybe a sort of wouldn't be might be fear, but it might be a case of I, I want to make sure I can now kind of add to that positivity. Uh, but mm. it'd be fair to say making kind of that type of way of thinking. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, if we uh, we watch, um, you know, the, the big TV uh, charity fundraisers like Comic Relief, you know, yeah. they're great examples that we can learn from uh, in the charity sector because yeah. they constantly update us with how much has been uh, raised. They tell us where the money is going to. Uh, they tell us, um, you know, on a regular basis, here's where you can donate, you can call, mm. you can, um, you know, they've got a QR code or you can go to this uh, website, you can, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. So there's lots of different ways uh, in which you can tell the same story, which is to donate here. Um, mm-hmm. Now, asking people to donate, but not giving them different stories and people will switch off. Uh, yeah. And that's very much in the same way as a business. You know, if you've got something to promote just by saying, 
buy now, buy now, buy now. Here are my discounts, yeah. here are my discounts, here are my discounts. That's boring. You yeah. need to get people to sell into your story and, and really mm. engage mm. with you. And so by creating behind the scenes content, by letting people know what's in store, you know, these stories mm. are really important for, for your lurkers to think, ah, okay, I am going to donate. Ah, ah okay, I'm going to DM that person because I want to find out more. So mm. this is where FOMO comes in. It's not just that one post which you post and hope that people will buy from you you've got to do a lot more than that you've got to show behind the scenes showcase that you are an authority show where the money is going to if you donate Mm. um show your involvement in um you know um in the charity or a cause you know that kind of thing so there's lots Mm. of stories that we need to share with our Mm -hmm. lurkers in order for them to get buzzed and excited and deciding okay yes i want to find out more about this uh, product or service yeah so um that's actually a good way of looking at it you know the use of social media so as a good example is charities um you know raising awareness for you know uh, really important issues out there and that you could be aligned with as a you know corporate um social partnership um what kind of examples would you say would be good for them to use is it just keep with the video is it sort of you know you know, reports, you know, like, you know, graphics, giving people an idea of how that helped last year and moving forward this year. What what would you say would sort of get the ball rolling for people to kind of put something together that they could use, say, for, you know, um, some sort of campaign so that they feel that they're they're not going to, you know, you don't want to miss out on this, you know, come on board, help us, you know, give them that good feel factor. What would you say, you know, for, say, as Philip was saying, a charity then maybe? Well, um, it needs to be a mixture of all of that. Um, mm. So um, I, I did actually interview a fabulous lady, um, Natalie Pithers, and when the Ukraine situation first um, came yeah. onto our shores, uh, just over a year ago now, actually, mm. Um, so Natalie, uh, she actually helps uh, people who want to trace their um, their ancestors. So she's oh. on G- uh, G- genius stories uh, across all the socials. But mm-hmm. she wanted to, you know, to help the Ukraine situation. Now, mm-hmm. um, she, like many business owners, are scared of video. <laughs> <laughs> but she got over herself and thought, you know what? It's not about me. It's about me wanting yeah. to do my bit for the Red Cross. Yeah. So um, she, because she'd built a, a great network of um, genealogists and historians, which is uh, something that she's um, very interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, she um, said, I want to do something, something like comic relief, 24 hour thing. I just want to, you know, raise money for the, the Red Cross. And so, for two weeks, she actually went and she created a Facebook group, invited her connections, her contacts and so on, if they wanted to get involved, to come into the Facebook group and see how we can, um, you know, pull an event together. Mm-hmm. So um, by going into Facebook Live, even though she was scared of video, she realized it's not about her, it's about the cause. She went mm-hmm. in Facebook Live every day to update people, to let people know how they can volunteer, what they can do, what they were needing, um, mm-hmm. what... Um, what the event is all about. And so Mm. she managed to gather historians from all around the world. Uh, Some of them are authors uh, (laughs) and uh, some of them are historians on TV. And they shared a 20-minute, 30-minute piece about their book, about their show or or whatever. And Mm. it went uh, around the globe like in 24 hours. So two weeks, she raised 
£20,000 on the 24 hours. Um, I live tweeted for eight hours. Uh, I could only do eight hours, unfortunately. Uh, It clashed with something else. Um, But um, we live tweeted and we Instagrammed. £30,000 was raised on the day. Then they had a quick 48-hour window where Mm -hmm. they, um, you could have a replay and then a final £52,000 was raised. It was incredible. Um, But what she did was she shared lots of different types of content out Mm -hmm. there, shared Mm -hmm. the historians, you know, um, let people know what was coming up next. Um, Princess Diana's father is a historian. He was involved. Uh, Lots of TV historians, they shared their stories. Lots of authors shared their stories as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, And, uh, and yeah, everybody everybody coming together, volunteering their time um, Mm -hmm. to just create an epic event and she and she did it and she smashed it it was amazing so um different content but it's about educating people letting people know what's going on behind the scenes Mm. what's what's involved you know um some people like to read the reports you know what happened last year uh Mm -hmm. some people find that boring no i know there are people like there who like to go you're not one of them making i don't think are you (laughs) 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 <laughs> some people want to hear the you know where the money went to and you know if you yeah. can take some footage of where the uh, you know the money mm. went to what yes. impact it made and all that kind of stuff mm. you know yeah. all, all that kind of stuff is is really important yeah no I, the reason i said about the reports because some people like to go well you know i i faintly remember that yeah. event last year but mm. what happened like you know yourself philip with a charity they have to present reports at yeah, some stage yeah, and, and reports and being yeah really accountable and transparent yeah. And yeah, yeah yeah absolutely so um that's why i kind of make thought it you know, easy if, yeah. Mm, yeah 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 because you but know make it easy day, for people to digest yeah because everyone likes different types of content so you know um mm. you, you know the live video people yeah. Brits, yeah. the people that prefer yeah. the images and as you say the behind the scenes and all yeah. that kind of thing you know so um again it's yeah, uh, that, that yeah. mix of content yeah. is good yeah because it'll yeah. cater for multiple audiences you know you'll have the people yeah. who read the blog or the and then it doesn't look boring video. either <laughs> when it comes to FOMO whether it be for events or promoting a new product or service or just want to raise awareness about uh, your brand and your business I, uh, video is such a remarkable tool for mm. showcasing um like, do you kind of uh, have any thoughts on, say, or advice to give businesses maybe making about, say, that if they do have an event, that definitely they need to ensure that they have live video on the day, interviews, testimonials, mm-hmm. but that if you're not running an event, still having those kind of user-generated content, you know, kind of customer testimonials on video coming back um try to incorporate video like behind the scenes into their everyday content is is critical would that be something that you feel is important to get across absolutely absolutely um you know gone are the days where we want something really polished at the end we want to hear from real people we want to hear the you know the actual thing that's happening there live we don't Mm. want any filters we don't want any edits you know you can do that if you want to to do like a quick you know one minute promo um you know for next year but Mm. as you quite rightly said philip the user generated content you know hearing from the people that are actually there 
It's yeah. so important. Yeah. Um, before I came along as a FOMO creator, I've been to those conferences where, you know, your videographer will come over and say, can you give us a testimonial? And most people are scared of video and they're yeah. like, oh, is that the title? No, I need to pop to Lou, thanks. <laughs> but you need yes. to give them an incentive to give you a de- testimonial, right? Yeah. So yes. what I do as a FOMO creator um, I will go to an event and I will say, would you like a bit of publicity for your business? Well, duh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then suddenly it's not about the conference anymore, looking for a testimonial. It's about the attendee. Now, the reason why that's important is because your lurkers are looking for a conference possibly like yours. And mm. so if you're interviewing people who've attended and you can see yourself like that attendee, then you're going to want to buy that uh, ticket, aren't you? So interviewing, doing live, it means that, you know, um, whatever is happening, you know, little little mishaps and hiccups, we can all fall over and it's okay. Mm. Um, you know, it's absolutely fine. Um, and uh, we want to catch that real raw right now moment. And mm. if people are having a good time, you definitely want to capture that. And photographs are great, but video is definitely tells a fuller picture. Um, and so, Hiring someone dedicated to capture that live footage. A videographer is really important. A photographer is really important. But having a FOMO creator to do those interviews, uh, to capture those real live moments so that mm. when you post them onto the socials, your lurkers who did miss out this year, they will definitely definitely think, ah, okay, love this. This is great. That attendee looks excited. That attendee just said that they learned Look so happy. much for that uh, event. Mm. I, want, I want in. Yeah. 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 And plus then they, then they think, you know what, I'm definitely booking for next year because, you know, uh, they look like they were getting a lot of business. It's got a real buzz, the atmosphere, um, that person. What was her name again that was interviewing them? Oh, yeah, that girl that drinks a lot of tea, Mae King. Um, she was there. Um, I'd love her to promote us. Hello. What's not yeah. to like, you know, that way. So, again, it's like, you know, building that momentum and lots of cups of tea. Where's Mae King? Know, oh, she got to Lou again. Another cup of tea, gone to Lou. <laughs> I have so all the drinks and cups of tea. Um, I was going to say, so like when you want to lever- leverage the so um, the social channel that you're working off, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn or even the old TikTok, as they say. Um, yeah, yeah I've got to ask you: Have you used TikTok yet for uh, creating FOMO making? Not to create FOMO, but I have posted a couple of interviews on there with um, ah. uh, with with some of my clients, uh, and they they have gained a lot of traction. And again, it's you know literally me smartphone on a tripod, me interviewing the yeah. an, an, a children's author is my best performing TikTok, uh, and uh, a lady who designs uh, fl- you know uh, floral designs with lots of fl- mm. uh, flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, and and it's not polished, it's not filtered, there's no, you know, it's just there and it's just live, yeah. and we're having yeah. a laugh and it's okay. Um, and uh, and yeah, the 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 children's author, it's uh, one of my. Uh, Best performing TikTok. So I've not gone heavily into TikTok uh, yeah. yet. Uh, it, it's quite funny. I thought I didn't want to get into TikTok because I don't want you know China to uh, to look at my con- <laughs> you know look at my stuff. But then I thought, Although well, I, Google, there's another, Facebook, there's and another Twitter platform. got all my data. So <laughs> there's another platform. I don't know if you've tried it out yet. It's called Clapper. It's uh, the US version of TikTok. 
There you Is go. Is it really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I tried to invite Philip over and he's having none of it. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. So, <laughs> yes. I've just got my I've just got my profile up there. I've done nothing I with it, you know. I've out at this stage. Yeah. Well, I'm her. not surprised. I'll yeah, have to go and check you know? that out. Yeah, 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 do, do. But um, yeah, so like it's great all this meant the pre of the pre-event, uh, during the event. What about post-event? Like, you know, um, how do you bring that to sort of build upon and make people feel like, oh, you missed this one, but you definitely don't want to miss the next one. What would you say? Oh, yeah. Um, Post-FOMO is so important. Um, hmm. And all really good organized festivals and all really good organized uh, conferences mm-hmm. will have already incorporated um, an incentive for people to buy the ticket for their next event, whether it's later on in the year mm-hmm. or next year. <clears throat> and it's the post-FOMO content that is so mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. to get the people who haven't bought the ticket yet yeah. to feel like they have missed out and they want to be on the wait list or, um, you know, they can buy the ticket now, um, but Mm. in a week's time, you know, at midnight on a particular day, the tickets go up full price, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mm. the post, yeah, so that kind of content that captures the moments um, that were, you know, captured live and drip feeding that throughout the the days that follow, the weeks that follow is really, really important. And then, of course, um, you know, when it comes comes to the following year that post FOMO content can be recycled again to mm. in order to form part of the pre FOMO campaign for the following year so this yeah. is why it's important that you know when it comes to generating that buzz and excitement it is a 360 um you know full circle uh, mm. campaign it's not a case of promote 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 on the day fall asleep think i'm knackered wait for a few months and then promote promote that's really really hard work so Mm. you know when you capture all the live FOMO moments Mm. that does a lot of your uh, marketing for you post FOMO Mm. so what happens if it's a two-year event you know what would you do there like you know because sometimes you know um some events only happen every two years you know do you sort of like drip feed it again like at certain points of the year if there's certain trending days you know if it was a I don't know, say it was a food and drink conference or something, um, you know, and it happens only every two years. Would you do something like you'd piggyback on a certain hashtag like National Cappuccino Day or something like that just to remind people? Would you, would that be a good strategy? Yeah, absolutely. But, Mm. you know, there's no reason why you can't slowly drip feed the content, you know, to make Mm. sure that people don't, you know, they know that you haven't gone away. Right. And as you, you know, if it's a two-year event, you know, you'll be looking for new speakers or new events, new mm. um, food and drinks, you know, sponsors yeah. that come on board and announce mm. them as they've come on board, you know, yeah. create an event out of the fact that you've got this new sponsor that's coming up or mm. create an event, you know, create buzz and excitement, uh, you know, on every you know, chef that comes on board or every mm. stall holder, you know, just make it about the, mm. you know, the um the speakers and the stall holders just as much as it is about the the whole event itself. But don't wait. Think, oh, I've got two years, you know, let, let's just wait until the years has passed and then mm. come back. Because yeah. people have forgotten about you. There may be yeah. other food events that have ha- happened in the uh in the meantime. So and they'll forget feeding how good it slowly it is really, yeah. really important. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, you know, if the festival has got a really good hashtag, then the mm. festival organizer searches mm-hmm. on the hashtag across all the socials, captures um, that content that's been created by attendees, food lovers, mm-hmm. um, you know, bloggers, uh, wine specialist chefs, and all the rest of it, mm-hmm. and start to drip feed all of that. You know, as, yeah. as I've said in um, the first episode, yeah. um, you know, it's all and well, you as the event organizer, the conference festival organizer telling the world how amazing you are but it's mm. better if your attendees your speakers and sponsors tell the world how amazing you are uh, yes. and if you share that onto your socials that is a more powerful and compelling reason for mm. people to buy a ticket if they see you know if your lurker sees something of themselves in that user-generated content that you've published uh, mm. on your accounts yeah so keep it going <laughs> yeah, i was going to ask you making like, just uh, like we're we're kind of it's hard to believe we're that the clock is winding down kind of quickly but we have we have time for two more questions i think making um one question i, w- I wanted to just to ask you was would it be fair to say that businesses whether you are running events or this is just to promote your business or you want to promote your brand culture whatever it might be that they shouldn't look at fomo in isolation that it should be part of your content strategy, that you should be thinking about how can we create FOMO around the opening of our new branch or the launch Mm. of this new product, or here's some really happy customers who have used our service, um, et cetera, et cetera. So would that be fair to say that they should build FOMO into their digital strategy so that it's not just when we have an event, we must do FOMO, that no, FOMO should be happening Every day, yeah. to a certain extent, does that does that make sense? Yeah, lovely. I love the question, and yes, absolutely. Um, and and I think that's what a lot of people tend to forget. They tend to think, oh. I'll only promote when I've got something to promote. But mm. um, people come to you at different stages. You know, there'll be some people who have never heard of me before. So. If they're watching my stuff for the first time, they're listening to this, um, you know, to this show for the first time, then, um, you know, we need to give them a compelling reason for them to continue to listen uh, mm-hmm. to uh, to us. So some people might have been lurking on our stuff for the longest time, but something has just stopped them from buying from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to give them a reason to help nudge them in, you know, to become, um, you know, to, to become your client and so on. So FOMO is definitely something that we need to think about to incorporate as part of your, you know, your campaign and so on, mm. because the fact that our lurkers are at different stages with you, whether they mm-hmm. know you very well and they've been lurking on your stuff for a while to, you know, those who haven't heard of you at all and they really mm. want to, you know, get to know you as a person um before your business or your charity um they want to check to see if you are who you say you are and you're a leading authority in your field um you know they want to know whether you've got um, happy clients uh they want mm-hmm. to know whether you can uh, help them at all so um fomo forms a big part of that and in you know in the first episode we talked about behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. where you showcase a little bit about what you do don't show everything because we want to give them a little bit of fomo right but share yes. them a little bit a little bit um, which is enough 
yourself to get them excited and enticed to want to know more about you. But it definitely needs to be not just when you're promoting something, but also, you know, um, marketing is something that you have to do with your business constantly you know a lot you know frequently and i don't mean you have to post six times a day on instagram or tiktok (laughs) or anything like that i don't mean that but you do need to show up consistently um you know the other thing as well is that um you know we've talked a lot about social media um Mm. but a lot of uh, business owners or uh, charity fundraisers and so on, they um, they run out of ideas on the kind of things that they can post. Um, yes. mm-hmm. We also need to build relationships with people as well and look for those opportunities yes. in the comments. You know, mm. we need to look for those opportunities by uh, searching on um you know, um, on hashtags or searching on uh, topics, especially LinkedIn is great for that. They, mm. um, LinkedIn, um, we tend to use generic hashtags rather than our branded hashtags. So, mm. um, you know, you can search on those to see what conversations are being had. Can you chip into that conversation, get yes. involved in, in that conversation perhaps, you know, mm. or yeah. on a Twitter chat? Um, Twitter chats are still a thing just about. <laughs> Just about. Um, You know, is there a way that you can build relationships with people there? Or if you go Mm. to a networking event, you know, and you're uh, talking to people, are there opportunities there? And, you know, if you've met someone really, really fascinating, really interesting, why not write about them? Put that onto socials. And that's just a great Mm. way of building relationships as well. So um, so the the FOMO element is not just about posting and Mm. getting excited and broadcasting to the world. It's also about building relationships with people and looking for those opportunities in the comments, in the DMs, in the Mm. face-to-face, you know, um, that you have with people as well. be, Be social. Don't just post and ghost. Yes. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. (laughs) So, I mean, and then, like, you know, it's all, we're talking about in-person. We're still doing the old virtual um, sort of maybe promotions or launches or events, say, for example. So when it comes to that, you know, are you kind of saying like, you know, um, get the conversation going beforehand and then maybe sort of give them, as you say, a little insight of who's going to be at the, you know, talking like it could be or two or three or or bigger on a panel, say, for example. Would you say that's a, you know, get people sort of intrigued? You know, we have uh, Philip Twyford, who is a digital, digital strategist, and he's going to be on talking about... What would you be talking about, Philip? Oh, I haven't a clue. Um, <laughs> I've got FOMO for, for missing out what I'm going to say because I don't know what I'm going to say at this moment in time. All I know surprise. is the time, hashtag the, surprise. <laughs> hashtag the time is nearly up. <laughs> He's saying thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, Ema. Um, you know, for virtual uh, conferences, uh, virtual events, uh, virtual networking events, virtual, uh, virtual awards ceremonies, it could um, be a virtual unboxing of something that you created. You know, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So creating the buzz and excitement, you can uh, interview speakers, attendees, sponsors in the lead up, mm. uh, people who bought your ticket, you know, uh, interviewing them as well, which I've done. Mm. Uh, that all helps to uh, create that buzz and excitement and entices people, hopefully, uh, to buy uh, your product or service or event. Yeah. So I'm getting well, excited. What's the next event you're actually hosting, interviewing, making? What would you, anything coming up? Um, we, yeah, we all, so. We can all uh, get in on. 
Well, I'm actually, um, I'm not quite sure when this is um, being published, but uh, I do actually have a, a FOMO gig uh, th- this week uh, where I'm going to sunny Manchester and I'm actually speaking about the ABCs Yay! of FOMO um, wow. and uh, and I'm actually also creating FOMO as well, uh, just solely on Instagram uh, stories for uh, the fabulous uh, I am the Queen Bee, uh, Danny uh, Wallace. Um, and uh, later on this year, I'm going to be uh, creating FOMO for the fabulous Andrew and Pete at Atomicon. Uh, so any yeah. Joe Wicks fans out there, uh, you definitely need to go and get your ticket because Joe Wicks is going to be speaking and a whole host of other incredible wow. speakers as well. So uh, you'll have to you'll have to corner you have June. to corner corner him now, won't you? <laughs> Take- I'll see, see if I can. I'll have to see if I can. <laughs> Just run after me, King, with your microphone. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> so, um, you might get you doing a few exercises. Yeah. You know, King, this, has been, this has been a fantastic show, um, another fantastic show. So thank you for yeah. dropping all of your insights. Um, where can people go to learn more about you? And quickly tell us about your FOMO hour. You've got this surprise mm. FOMO hour that that uh, that sounds very exciting if you want to tell us a bit about that before we end. Yeah. Uh, so uh, thanks for asking. So yes, I have a FOMO hour surprise, and the surprise is it's not an hour; it's ninety minutes of my Woo-hoo! time, uh, where we help to um, review what you currently have on the socials at the moment, and uh, if you've got any events or you've got a product or service that you you know you want to give more visibility to, then we'll definitely help you to create um, a FOMO strategy uh, around that and any events um, you know that you've got coming up as well. So uh, you can find all the details on um, fomocreator.social slash FOMO dash hour. Or we just Google you. <laughs> yeah, you can and you'll it. find it all there, guys. You'll find it all there. Fantastic. So everybody, anyway. if you enjoyed today's show and uh, would like more of making, you know where to check her out. Um, and you can catch her for part one and for part two on the podcast and on YouTube and, of course, on Dublin South FM when the show goes out every Friday at two o'clock. Ding, ding. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And definitely, if you're over on YouTube, do subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell for notifications so you don't miss any of the more updated videos we'll have going up. Do leave us a comment and, yep. uh, yeah, let us know how we're doing. Yeah, and do email us and let us know and you can catch us at Dublin, uh, e- inquiries at dublinsouthfm.ie. Yeah, I have to remember that one. I'm going to get yeah, in trouble inquiries. with the boss. <laughs> so, making thank you again for all of your brilliant tips today. Yes. And yes. the tea tips as well. We will definitely must try a brew with tea leaves rather than the tea bags. So yeah. So, I might yeah, even yeah, venture and, down that road myself. Yeah. Um, and and but go every, to Tomacong later on. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, I can't make that one. It's, uh, you know, schools are right and no. you're kind of. Uh, no. June, what do you do? Um, yeah. So I was going to say to you um, and everyone, go check out May King on her socials. Follow her because I guarantee you, you will don't want to miss out what she's doing. You don't right. get that fear of missing out. Exactly. <laughs> and that's that, Mr. T. Anything that's else? It. No, all good. All I'll say is thank you, Eber. Thank you, May King. And we will see you again next week. On Double Seven at two o'clock. So tune in. See you then. Bye. Bye bye.